Good morning. As we are all aware, it is such a crazy time for all of us at the moment. And it's had me reflecting recently on the story of Moses in the Bible. And in particular, the Israelites' departure out of Egypt towards the Promised Land. I think it beautifully demonstrates God's faithfulness through challenging and unusual times. For those of you who may not know this story, let me briefly summarise it. The Israelites, who were God's chosen people, were being treated incredibly badly as slaves in Egypt. Moses, after being called by God, returned to the land he had grown up in to petition the Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. After refusing a number of times and God sending a number of plagues, the Pharaoh finally let the Israelites free, allowing them to start their journey to the Promised Land. However, he quickly changed his mind and pursued them. So this is where we pick our story up. In chapter four of Ex- 14 sorry, of Exodus, verse five to seven. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind about them and said, what have we done? We've let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers all over them. So once escaped, the Israelites were now surrounded. Their journey by foot had led them to the edge of the Red Sea on one side and then a large army on the other. I don't know about you, but I often find myself at the moment feeling pretty surrounded. Granted, not by a physical sea or by a physical army, but just slightly hemmed in. It may be that you feel the same. It may be that you are facing um, ongoing burden of finances or you're feeling relentlessly lonely. Maybe you're facing a constant and ongoing illness or you're struggling in your job and not sure what your future holds. Maybe it's that you can't escape a feeling of anxiety or that you are desperately waiting for something that doesn't seem to be coming. Perhaps it's simply that you are just fed up of this time, the news, the language, the ongoing feeling of lockdown, not seeing friends or family, just feeling the pressure. Whatever it is, I think for so many of us, we can often feel surrounded, like we're boxed in, trying to push on the sides, but feeling as if there were no way out. As we read the Bible, we see that the Israelites may have felt very much the same, but for them, there really was no way out. It was an expanse of sea in front of them and a large, powerful, best of the best army behind boxed in, no way out. We know that they were scared and we know that they were angry and I imagine they were very confused. Why had God brought them out of Egypt for them now to be stuck here? In verse 14, we read that they were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They asked Moses, why have you brought us out of Egypt to this? And can't that often be the same for us? I know it can for me. We can feel frustrated with our situation or even sometimes with God 
when things aren't changing or don't make sense or perhaps our prayers aren't being answered. Maybe we're confused. Maybe we're fed up. I wonder if you've ever ended up saying, what is going on? Why isn't this changing? How will this end? When will this end? But the Bible is littered with stories of hope and stories of breakthrough. And that is what happened for the Israelites. So we pick our story up in verse 19. Then the angel of the Lord who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other. So neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians, their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore and when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses his servant. So what did God do when his people were in trouble trapped, hemmed in? He made a way. He blocked the army from approaching and he parted the Red Sea. Now, that is no small feat. How incredible to have totally split the sea in half, forcing walls of water on either side, I imagine many, many metres high, keeping them apart with intense pressure mounting, long enough to allow thousands of people to travel through safely. Not only that, he then released them and destroyed an entire army behind them. This story has so deeply resonated with me during this season, and I find it demonstrates three incredible truths of God, that he is our pioneer, our protector, and our provider. I find it interesting that God chose to part the sea. I wonder why that was. Not to build a bridge, not to carry them over it, he chose to part it, taking them through, not over. 
I don't think we should miss the symbolism of this. God made a new way, a new path where there physically couldn't be one. One unexpected, one that didn't make total sense, and one that parted through the obstacle. God in many ways pioneered. The term pioneer means to develop or to be the first. God is the first. He makes a way when all the other ways seem closed, lost, forgotten, unknown. He makes what our human minds seem to be impossible, possible. And that is the same for whatever we may be facing or may face, whatever seems to be trapping us in. God can and does make a way out of it towards our promised land, whatever that may be. For the Israelites, it was a land flowing with milk and honey free from slavery. For us, it may be a new job, a relationship, breakthrough in our health, an end to lockdown. I don't know, but I do know that God carves a path for us out of what we are in and into something new. I think it's important to know here is that it can often be not what we expect. Just like I doubt the Israelites expected to walk through a path in the middle of the sea. <clears throat> the way out of our situation may be different to what we thought or what we hoped for. It may come at a different time. It may lead to something different, but that doesn't make it wrong and it doesn't make it bad. In Isaiah in the Bible, we read, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, <clears throat> neither are my ways your, your ways, declares the Lord. And then in the Psalms, all the ways of the Lord are steadfast with love and faithfulness. So his ways may not be as expected, but they are full of love and they are full of faithfulness. Whilst Moses stood with his hand outstretched as God worked through the night, pioneering out a new path for them to cross into safely, he kept the army at bay, blocking them from approaching the Israelites. God protected them. Going ahead on one side, making a way, and defending from behind, keeping them safe. He does the same for us. He protects and fights for us, even when feeling surrounded. In Deuteronomy, we are told, be strong, take courage, don't be intimidated. Your God is striding ahead of you and he's right there with you. He won't let you down, he won't leave you. Whilst God pioneers, making the path ahead for us, he is also beside us, protecting. He is able to do both, all at once. When the Israelites were fearful at this time, Moses answered the people and he said, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Francis Frangipane, who um, is an American author and pastor, takes this verse and shapes it for us today. Beloved, I say, let your fears go, lest they make you faint-hearted. God has been good, and he will continue to manifest his goodness. 
let us approach these days expecting to see the goodness of the Lord manifest. Let us be strong and of good courage, for the Lord will fight for us if we stand in faith. The Israelites were weak and tired. They were most vulnerable, but God never left their side, protecting them from all directions. As he works in making a new way for you, stand firm that he is for you and that he is with you. By pioneering for us, God often has a picture than we, a bigger picture, sorry, than we do. He can often see what we cannot see. Even if it feels like moving forward may result in drowning, as I imagine it probably did for the Israelites, unforeseen provision often awaits us. Same with the Israelites. God pioneered a new path for them. He protected them as he did so, and he provided for them. I think it's really fascinating that it took God the entire night to part the sea. You would think if he was able to do such a miracle as parting a whole body of water that he would have done it in an instant, but instead he took his time. He took all night. Again, for us, we can feel like we are waiting. Waiting for a way out, or a change, or simply for an end. Especially at the moment. But, just because things may not appear to be happening, doesn't mean God isn't at work. I wonder, as the children of the Israelites, asleep in that camp at night, had any clue of the miraculous work God was doing right in front of them. I hope that we can be encouraged that even when waiting, that, sorry, that even in the waiting, God is still at work, making the way ready for us and providing what we need. In chapter 14, which we've just read, it mentioned three times that the Israelites walked on dry ground once the sea was parted. That tells me it's pretty significant. I find a tiny bit of rain can turn my almost pristine lawn into what some may describe as a swamp. And that's just rain. So the mud under a body of water, which was approximately 50 million tonnes, yes, I looked it up, is going to be pretty soggy, pretty muddy, and pretty impossible to walk over. Not only did these people have to walk over it, they also had to carry their carts, bring their horses, they had children, they had elderly, they had sick. Thick, wet mud would have been a nightmare to get through, probably impossible. Had God parted the sea instantly, I imagine the ground would not have been dry. Wheels would have stuck to the mud, the elderly would have stumbled and fallen, and eventually the Egyptian army may very well have caught them. Did God make them wait all through the night in order to provide for them a new way that they needed. That was necessary. Dry land. Whilst pioneering for them and protecting them in their waiting, God also provided what they needed in the way out. Note that if we read further on in this story, we see that God continued to provide all that they needed as they journeyed towards the promised land. Food, light, warmth, protection. Whilst we are in challenging times, God provides what we need in that moment. 
note what we need, not necessarily what we want. I think that clarification is important. The Israelites probably wanted to get out of there straight away. I doubt they wanted to walk. They didn't want to eat the same food every day. I imagine they probably wanted to be straight in the promised land. God didn't necessarily provide what they wanted, but always, always what they needed. Sometimes for us, when feeling closed in and surrounded, it can feel like God isn't providing when we aren't getting what we want. But in fact, he's often providing what we need. Of course, we also know that God does give us what we want and does give us the desires of our heart. Please don't hear me wrong. But I hope we are encouraged that if at the moment it seems we are not getting what we want, he is still providing for us. I've been on a long journey in my life of longing and waiting for something that I really desired. For a long time I felt really trapped in the place I was. I very much thought I knew exactly what I wanted it and when I wanted it. But God's timing in all of it was not mine. And I'll be honest with you, that was hard during those years. But what I have come to realise now as I look back, that during that season God made so many paths for me through the pain and through the longing. Even during the waiting, he carved new paths into new places new cities, new jobs, new friendships, new experiences. The parting of my sea was different to what I expected, but what I gain, as I often reluctantly walked on, was the most beautiful thing of all. Had I got what I wanted when I wanted it? Had my waiting ended on my terms? Had the path out of my pain being the thing I wanted it to be, I would have missed out on so much. I may very well not be in Manchester, not in my current job, not have some of the friends that I do now, but most significantly, I wouldn't be in the place I am emotionally, closer to Jesus, and freed from a lot of things that bound me and healed from a lot of pain. In the waiting, along with stepping into new and different paths God had for me, he totally and completely provided. In the seasons of frustrations, relentless hemming in and waiting, it often takes trust to remain steadfast and hopeful. It took a proactive step for the Israelites to go through the new path. In fact, that night by the edge of the Red Sea, God told Moses, tell the Israelites to move on. They had to walk on. They had to step onto new ground with walls of water on either side. I think that took a lot of guts, a lot of trust, and a lot of obedience. Sometimes that's the case for us too. Moving on to the way the Lord may be pioneering for us takes trust, especially when it doesn't make sense, and especially when it may come to waiting. Jeff Mannion tells us that a heart of trust is anchored in the belief that God is good and will provide for you out of an inexhaustible reservoir of generosity. Your trust in his future gift goodness keeps hope alive as you journey through the desert. 
I think that reminds us of the gold in all of this. Often through these journeys, there is refining, there is a drawing closer to God. He shapes our character. He give up, gives us new experiences, new encounters, droplets of joy on the journey. I am totally aware that when and if we have felt surrounded or trapped in a place for a significant amount of time, it can sometimes feel like we've been forgotten. Many chapters before this, when God called Moses to free the Israelites, he said, I've seen the misery of my people. I have heard their cries and I am concerned about their suffering. That's why he sent Moses. That is why they, he took him out of Egypt. That is why he parted the Red Sea. That's why he protected them on each side. It's why he made a new way. It's why he provided dry ground for them to walk on. And for us, how we feel right in this moment, if maybe forgotten, God hears you, he sees you, and he's concerned about you. Even if the way out hasn't come yet, or looks totally different to what was expected, it makes that no less true. Before God told Moses to stretch out his staff to part the sea, Moses had already told the Israelites to not be afraid and to stand firm. He said that before he knew what God was going to do. How did he have the confidence to say to a scared people facing a desperate situation? He may not have known exactly what God was about to do, but he knew who God was. He trusted what he knew of God's character and nature, that he provides, he protects, he loves us, he fights for us, he will not abandon us, he has plans for us to thrive, to grow, to bring hope and healing. That is the God who leads the new way for us out of the things that trap us. In the Bible, God assures us that when we put our trust in him and follow him, letting our lives be shaped by him, that his, his plans are to take care of us and not abandon us, to give us a future and a hope. Let us stand firm today, holding on to the promise that God is good, pioneering new ways, parting paths out of the seas of our troubles, protecting us on the journey, and providing for us all that we need and often so much more. He is our pioneer, our protector and our provider. I feel this morning that there are some of you watching and listening right now who you yet to know God as your saviour and you this morning would like to take that step in choosing to live for him. If that is you, I really encourage you not to ignore this. Why don't you just close your eyes and I will lead us in a, in a simple prayer that you can say along yourself. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Take a moment now for anything that particularly seems to be coming to your mind and ask forgiveness for it. Please forgive me. 
I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer this morning, don't stay quiet. Please reach out, whether it's on the chat now on online church, whether it's texting a friend or someone you know, we would love to walk this journey with you and hear from you. We're now just going to spend a moment waiting on the Lord. I encourage you now just to close your eyes, remove any distractions and focus on him. Come Holy Spirit. Lord God, in this moment we ask that you will meet with your people wherever they are, however they're feeling in this moment, come Holy Spirit and rest upon them. I feel for some of you this morning that you're in a place of waiting and you have been for a really long time and the weight of the waiting is heavy and in many ways you feel just forgotten why have I had to wait this long and I really just feel God wanting to speak those words over you that he sees your misery he is concerned for you he hasn't abandoned you So yes, Lord Jesus, where people feel weary in the waiting, will in this moment you be bringing up hope again, reigniting that within them? Will you lift the burden off them, Lord, where they feel heavy and weighted? Father, we, we know you long to give us the desires of our of our hearts and we pray that in this moment we are able to trust fully in what you are doing in the path you are making and the way you are creating for us yeah I do just pray a fresh anointing of hope right now receive that hope be comforted by it he has not forgotten you. Come, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I also just got a sense that for someone um, you've received perhaps some unexpected news um, this week uh, or recently, but positive news, I think maybe around a job or some kind of moving or traveling. Um, and I just got a sense that even though you didn't expect it, like God saying, grab it, go for it, um, you, you know, I'm in this. So if that resonates with anyone, 
encourage you to to yeah pray about that and maybe ask for prayer about it and then just finally um i feel that there there may be for some of you a bit of a financial or the fear of a financial burden especially in the season maybe as a result of um, furlough or uncertainty or I'm not really sure what it is um but just a, a, an encouragement that God does provide all that we need and so, yeah, Lord God, I just um, thank you that you are with us, that your bank account is not our bank account, that you, are, you know, you care about all of that as well. I pray that if people are feeling really anxious and really worried about um, finances, Father God, that you'll be totally with them in this, that they will be able to trust in your provision. We thank you, Father God, that you provide, that you have such generosity for us really just pray for peace over their minds where it may be robbing them of sleep um, where anxiety may be building all around that will you just come Holy Spirit now in this moment and, and just peace descend we would ask that you reign in that situation totally God I encourage you not to come out of this moment. The Lord is doing so much, so beautiful that he is able to meet each of us exactly where we are all at once. In a moment, some quiet music is going to come on. Just sit and be still with him. Take a minute. If you would like prayer, there are, there are people... Um, waiting, please um, send a message on the prayer request. There are people who would love to pray for you.